Happy birthday to you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Big 12 Takeover. My name is Tyler Davis. I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Donnell Davis, whose birthday is today. He will forever be turning 29 moving forward. Happy birthday, man. I hope it's a good one. Um, hopefully, West Virginia can raise your spirits and make your birthday that much better. Thank you, man. I appreciate you singing to me. I don't know if our fans will, but I do appreciate it. Yeah, there may be some bleeding ears. Um, so the whole week, right, like leading up to this episode, we've been talking about West Virginia um, via text and, you know, whatnot. And I've been listening to a lot of John Denver. So I was thinking about singing Take Me Home, Country Roads. But I didn't want people to – I didn't want to get copyright striked, one. Two, I didn't feel like people commenting and telling me I'm a bad singer. I know this. I'm aware. Um, but it's fun to do it anyways. So uh, yeah. as I mentioned, we are the Big 12 Takeover Podcast. Um, we are going to get into this show here very quickly, but at first we got some housekeeping. Um, as always, we like to take care of at the top of the show. Um, for starters, we are a part of the Takeover Sports Network on YouTube. We're a digital media platform, and we got shows galore. We got a Pac-12 show that just got announced coming at you with Max Torres. We got a draft show. We got a Big Ten show, we got an NBA show, an MLB show, we got general sports talk, we got it all, man. We got content coming out almost every single day. Um, be sure and subscribe, check out all the other content, find the show you love, um, but make sure you're rocking right here with us. Uh, also, follow the network on Twitter, at Takeover Pods. Again, that's at Takeover Pods. And then you can follow our show um, specifically on Twitter, at Big12Takeover. That's at Big12Takeover. And one of the coolest things that happened this week for me personally, um, actually just happened yesterday, May 12th, uh, Kansas legalized sports betting. And that's a huge <laughs> deal for me, man. I'm so excited. Uh, that's apparently awesome. I'm, apparently I'm going to be able to start betting as, as early as this summer. Um, why do I tell you that? Well, we here at the Takeover Sports Network have teamed up with Prize Picks. And they have a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers. New users that deposit and use the promo code TAKEOVER will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is an easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks has a ton of stats to choose from, including points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers made, fantasy points, and more. Price Picks also allows mixed sport entries. For example, you can take the over on Jimmy Butler points, looking pretty nice here lately, combined with the under on Max Scherzer strikeouts in the same entry. Price Picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Price Picks has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, which you can find both on the App Store and Google Play. Prize picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. So if you're looking for fun and easy way to play daily fantasy, be sure to check out Prize Picks and don't forget to use the promo code Takeover so they know we sent you. That's Prize Picks promo code Takeover. Awesome. Now I'll actually be able to play Prize Picks um, when I'm at home. Um, I'm super excited about that. It's really cool. Kansas finally, you know, catching up with the times. Uh, this place is archaic. Anywho's. So, we're going to talk about some West Virginia football. Um, to to uh, set this show, set the stage for this show, um, 
West Virginia is in a very interesting place as a program. Uh, there's a lot of loud silence that is coming from Morgantown. Um, and we're going we're gonna to kind of talk about not necessarily what we think is going on, but we're going to talk about what it looks like. Um, so what we like to do at the top of the show is recap last season for them. So last year, Neil Brown, him and his Mountaineers team finished 6-7, and 4-5 and five in the conference. Good for fifth in the Big 12. They lost to Minnesota. And my the worst bowl game name ever, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, 18-6. Uh, to six. So that offense, Probably nobody you know, was, watched that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bet there – I guarantee you there wasn't a lot of people watching. Um, Eighth-ranked offense in the Big 12. Fifth-ranked defense, you know, right in the middle there. Um, they <laughs> – they were not very good, but they they found ways to win last year, and they played some really close games. Um, really, their only big losses were uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and I guess Kansas State. They lost by seventeen, um, but I mean they played OU close. They lost by three there. Lost they by beat lost by six to Virginia <laughs> Tech. Yeah, they they beat Texas. Um, it just looked like every game for them was super close. Um, but they're just, they, offensively, they weren't very good. Um, defense kept games close. Offense couldn't finish the deal. Uh, and part of that goes to this gentleman here, Jarrett Doge, uh, the quarterback that West Virginia fans love to hate, um, who's since moved on and has transferred out. Uh, he threw for 3,048 yards, 19 touchdowns, 12 picks, completed 65% of passes, um, was second in passing yards in the Big 12. I thought that was interesting, you know, for a guy who's hated on a ton, <laughs> second in the in the in the conference in passing yards. Um, this stat really popped to me. He was sacked thirty-five times. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, and so with that, you know, the offensive struggles they faced and not really being able to finish games, close games out. They made some changes on their coaching staff going into this year. Um, one of those being, and this is, again, West Virginia, man, they're just doing weird things. So they hire Graham Harrell, um, who's coming over from USC. Um, there's, I, I have some notes here kind of about Graham Harrell and his uh, tenure at, at, at USC. Um, they led the Pac-12 and were ranked 17th nationally in the passing offense, averaging 298 yards a game. Uh, their red zone offense was a 90% group, number 20 in third down conversion percentage, and number 24 in the nation in total offense. So their offense was decent, honestly, at SC, um, a team that's obviously also undergoing a lot of change. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Graham Harrell, we know him from his days at Texas Tech and – the touchdown he threw to Crabtree to beat Texas. Yeah. Um, I remember watching him in the NFL a little bit right. as well. Uh, it, it's interesting the way they've set up this hire. Uh, I think this is a good hire, and I think it, it does some things that we'll talk about a little bit later um, that they should be excited about. Um, but I know one of the things you had mentioned prior before the show uh, is they were able to retain Jordan Leslie, their defensive coordinator. Um Tell me a little bit about how you feel about Jordan Leslie and, and what do you think that does keeping him around? Uh, Jordan Leslie, I love the guy. He's He's been there for four years now. And West Virginia, 
they have a steady defense all the time. It's mm-hmm. it's never too great, but it's never bad. Right. And so uh, he keeps them consistent, no matter what the rest of the team look like. And <laughs> he's going to have to do a big time job this upcoming season if they want to have any kind of success. And this is one of those deals where if they have a great defense or even just a good defense, he should be getting head coach looks somewhere else because they don't have much talent. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more uh, in a little bit, but yeah, that four, two, five, that West Virginia likes to run is I love that. I love that system. So, (laughs) yeah, you you talk about a guy who's got a hell of a job in front of him um, this fall, man, as, as you know, if I'm looking at all the jobs, you know, as now this is our, our last team in our overview series of the 2021 recaps and 2022 look aheads. Um, this is the DC job I, I would not want to have. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I, this team is gutted. I mean, it's gutted. There, there is nothing left on this team in my opinion. That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the secondary is depleted. Um, I mean, yeah, let's, let's, so let's dive into that, right? Like we're, we're kind of, we're, we're hinting at it. We're dancing around it. Let's talk about it. So 18 players entered the transfer portal in this transfer portal cycle in 2021 alone. So January 1st, 2021 to December 31st, 2021, they had 29 players transfer out <laughs> 29 players. That's an alarming number of right. kids leaving your program. Um, a lot of these kids were, you know, Holgerson guys, Dana Holgerson, um, who's now at Houston, um, who we'll talk about in the coming weeks, tease yep. for, for later on in the show. No cool. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they lost 18 players to the transfer portal. Again, a lot of Holgerson guys. They got some work to do. Um, but offensively, they also – I have three gentlemen here uh, that I wrote down, just skill players that they, they – will miss and West Virginia fans look I know you guys you're not like Jared Doge I get it I get it I get it but you cannot you can't understate the importance of losing your starting quarterback he started every game for them last year I know he was benched a couple times but he transferred out to Western Kentucky um, and honestly his exit seemed kind of uh, almost in it almost seemed like it, his decision was impacted by the way fans kind of treated him because um, he, he, he just wanted to move on is essentially what he said. He's like, yeah, I just need to go somewhere else, uh, which is crazy to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I can't, I, I don't know. It, it's just hard for me to fathom. Um, you got Letty Brown, starting running back, rushed for 1,065 yards and 13 touchdowns, averaged almost five yards carry, just shy at 4.8. Um, that's a lot of production from your running back Big time. Um, that you gotta you got to find a replacement for, which I actually think they've done a good job of doing that. Um, and then they lose their their leading receiver, Winston Wright Jr., who had 688 yards receiving five touchdowns. He transfers to Florida State. Um, and God bless him. He, he got in a car accident. Uh, oh man that he's recovering from so uh just want to put the prayers up for him and his recovery but man i did not see that that's that's sad i hope i hope he can make a full recovery and play this fall um oh that's terrifying 
Um, and then defensively, Donnell, who, what are they losing defensively? It, it looks like they got some defense. <laughs> We're actually pretty good, but. I mean, you pretty much said it earlier. <laughs> They're losing. <laughs> they got gutted. Yeah. And if you just look at the first five players on their defense, their five best players are no mm-hmm. longer on the team. I mean, you have guys that left through the transfer portal. You have guys that left to go to the NFL. And granted, again, you say West Virginia have a good defense, usually. They put guys in the league, especially at safety. DBs, they put guys mm-hmm. in the league, and they tend to stay there for a while. So, I mean, they're losing Josh Chandler, uh, linebacker, 110 total tackles, two interceptions, two forced fumbles. That guy flies over the field, and he goes to Col- he goes to Colorado. So they lose. Wasn't a he piece. the guy? He had the weirdest like transfer out thing. He was like, "I want a new car," and some <laughs> Colorado was like, <laughs> "You got it." And he goes to right. Colorado. It's like what? Yeah, uh, nil changed things, and um, it, <laughs> he did what he thought was best for him. Do I agree with it? Probably not, <laughs> but we'll see. Because sometimes I just I feel like the grass isn't always greener on the other side. No, nah, a lot of these kids are going to learn that. Yeah, the, I mean, you can jump to another school because of money and whatnot or a car, but the ultimate goal is for you to get into the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you might you might take a step back by doing this transfer. But I'll wait to NIL to talk about that. And But we also have Sean Mahone, who's a safety, 83 yeah. tackles, two interceptions. He plays with the Jaguars now. Man. Uh, Alonzo Aday, another safety, super senior. Yep. So you got to look at that, that you're losing experience on the back end. Mm-hmm. He's on the, he's, he's trying out with the Cardinals. So I'm just looking and I'm like their best corners, Daryl Porter Jr. And also Jackie Matthews, both transfer out of the program. Mm. My, my, my question is why are these kids transferring out of the program? Right. Right. And did you see there was, there was an exchange Daryl Porter had with a teammate, um, Dante Stills specifically, and uh, it, it was all on Twitter, which I, I'm a big believer of keeping stuff like this in-house, um, right. but I guess when you transfer out, it's not in-house anymore, right? So Dante Stills had kind of put out this tweet like, you know, don't say you're going to do something and not do it, basically. And Daryl Porter Jr. said, you know what's going on up there. And it's yeah. like, it's like, what's going on? Like somebody's got to right. talk at some point. But, yeah, you don't lose your best players, you know, your two best corners transferring out for nothing like you know that's it's just weird man i mean i did see an article i don't want to go too far into it because i don't know uh how much of this is true but i did see an article of some of the guys just don't feel comfortable there and they're not making it comfortable for them just outside of football just on campus they feel like they're just a football player and that's all they're looked at so west virginia has some things that they probably have to correct cultural wise but uh yeah, these guys are leaving the program regardless. <laughs> and yeah. they lost a lot in their secondary. Uh, like I said, Porter, he transferred to Miami. Jackie Matthews transferred to Mississippi State. I just don't know how how you can recover from these these losses at key positions. I mean, that's your your I mean, obviously you have slot corners and some extra safeties that'll come in in different packages, but I mean, that's your four four of your five back end players in that yeah. 425 leaving just gone um it's just wild to see and and this is the age we're in now Uh, i mean this is this is the world we live in now the transfer portal the nil um 
we are going to do a little bit. We're, we're going to do an episode on the NIL transfer portal stuff in the future. Um, so if you're if you're wanting us to dive into that, uh, we aren't going to do it in this episode. This episode is devoted to West Virginia. But in the future, we do have plans to talk um, about the NIL, about the transfer portal, and kind of how that changes things. Uh, what we think they they could do to fix that. We'll we'll get into that in a, in a future yeah. episode. Um, so yeah, I mean, we talk about the guys leaving, and and we talk about how gutted this roster is. Um, these are just the notable players that, that we're talking about who have left. You know, some leave to, due to graduation, some leave to go to the NFL, and, and a lot leave for transfer. Um, and for a car, don't forget. <laughs> yeah, and for a car, yeah. Apparently, you know, if you want a new car and you're a college football player in the Big 12 or in the NCAA at all, just say you want a new car and transfer to whatever school will give you one. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so crazy, man. Uh, so, so. You know, we talk about leaving players. Let's talk about some notable guys returning. Um, I, I just have one group I want to mention, and then I'm going to let you take it away. West, this, this is impressive to me. West Virginia returns all five starters on the offensive line. That's, that's wow. huge yeah. for a team that has to reestablish their identity as a team. Um, being able to have five offensive linemen return will do a lot for you. Um, now, they're an average group. They gave up a lot of sacks last year. Some of those could be contributed to Doge holding onto the ball too long. Um, there's a lot of things in play there. But, again, returning five offensive linemen with starting experience is a big deal, and they will reap rewards for that. So, Donnell, take it away, my man. Who else they got coming back? Uh, They have their second. They have their second lead receiver in Bryce Ford Wheaton returning. I mean, this guy had 42 receptions, 575 yards. Is that Sam James or Bryce Wheaton? That's Bryce Wheaton. Okay. And he's a good player. Uh, can he be the number one is the question because they do lose their number one receiver again, Winston Wright Jr., a transfer. Uh, yeah, crazy things, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But they also returned Sam James, who I, I'm a big fan of because this guy, he he's going to get the ball and he's going to go. He's not – He's not looking around to dance around. He's trying to get to the end zone. So yeah. this guy had – he led the team in receiving touchdowns along with Winston. But wow. he had about 38 less uh, target. I mean, 38 less receptions. Hmm. And so to me, that means he knows how to get in the end zone with the carries that he – I mean, with the touches that he do get. 25 wow. receptions. I mean, yeah, 42 receptions, five touchdowns. That's a, that's a pretty good ratio to me, if <laughs> if I'm being honest, especially at somewhere like West Virginia. Uh, but I think that's going to help whoever the quarterback is. They're going to have their old offensive line back. They get some nice receiving targets. But it's just they have to overcome a lot, and I'm not sure they can do that. But we'll keep going down the list. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned Stills earlier on defense. Yep. Uh, he's returning. Do you Do you like him? How, how do you I like do, him? I do, and I and I like a guy. I know I mentioned you like you want to keep that kind of stuff in house. I do like that he's not afraid to to speak his mind, and and I think, you know, that's what you look for in a leader. Um, right. And on this defense, they're going to need leaders, and he seems like a guy who's willing to say, um, you know, things that may not be comfortable. And typically, that's a that's a sign of somebody who's not afraid to to speak up on a, on a team and and take control, take that leadership role. Right. Um, you know, that could have that that's vacated, essentially. I mean, they're, they've lost everything defensively. Um, 
again, another like offensively, they need to reestablish themselves and find their identity. Defensively, they got to do the same thing. Yeah. I know their DC comes over or is a holdover. He's staying, but like you still like your roster is completely different. It, like yeah. the only thing Neil Brown has said often in interviews is like we have to we have to have, we have to take care of roster management is what they're calling it. Um, with the NIL, with the transfer portal, and they, they really do. Like, mm-hmm. they get Dante Stills back, you know, seven-sack guy, productive, strong, um, good D-lineman for him. That's going to help. They got some transfers coming in that I think will help them there as well. Um, but then they also have Taj Alston, who had five sacks. Again, more production on that defensive front. Um, that will help. That will help. Controlling the line of scrimmage is a good thing. I don't know if these two guys are enough to do it. They're going to need some help from some other guys, but uh, – that, that can lead us into talking about their transfer and recruiting class because um, they do have some guys who will come in and, and contribute right away um, and, and have potential impact on this, this roster. Um, so let's, let's jump right into it. I talked about, you know, Letty Brown and losing him and how important it is. I think they have a guy who's going to step in and play right away. Uh, Lin, Lin J. Dixon um, <laughs> transfers in from Clemson. He's a running back. He's a little bit older. He'll be a senior um but man i tell you what he he is he's he's a huge get for them yeah, huge huge get for them this is this is a big transfer landing um he's shifty he has really good vision um yeah. the last 2 years he really hasn't seen a lot of the field um really saw that role reduce um but his freshman and sophomore year respectively rushed for 547 uh yards and 635 yards so like he's got experience. He's played. He's done it. He he's been productive in the past. Um, so he's going to have an opportunity to do it again with West Virginia. There's a a giant hole in that backfield. Somebody's got to fill it. And I, and I think this is the guy who's going to do it. I think this is the guy that you'll see on Saturdays, um, carving people up for West Virginia behind that um, returning offensive line. Uh, the next guy I have um, who's coming in, Tyreek. Austin Cave. He's a linebacker transferred in from Miami. Again, another player who's going to have an opportunity to contribute right away. They have some holes in that that linebacker core. They got to fill them. Um, the other gentleman, and this guy, I actually think he he's been mentioned a few times in spring practices. But uh, Zaqui Lawton um, transfers over from Cincinnati. Uh, Neil Brown mentioned in, in pressers, like he's playing three different spots along that defensive front. Um, so he's going to move around. He's going to make an impact. Um, and then this is the big one to me, and, and I like to talk about this as we talk, lead into these um, high school recruits that are coming in. So, um, hold on, i got to delete this. Um, JT Daniels transfers in from Georgia. Um, JT Daniels was previously a five-star quarterback, uh, went to USC, was there for a year, got hurt, kind of, lost the job, transfers to Georgia, wins the job, gets hurt, loses the job. Here we are again. We're transferring to West Virginia this time. Um, I think this is his job to lose, even though he's not on campus yet. Um, The expectation is he should start. He's got history with Graham Harrell. He knows the system. He's just got to show up, get comfortable with his guys, and lead this team. I think he's the best quarterback they've had in quite some time um whether that translates to on-field production will depend on if he can stay healthy 
Yeah. You know, he, he's got to stay healthy for this to, to matter. Um, but, but, I have, <laughs> I have a thing here. They're bringing in a high school recruit named Nico Marshall. He's a four-star quarterback mm-hmm. from Hamilton, Arizona. Big time. And he is legit. He is legit. He definitely will make an impact. Um, I think he will have some packages built in, whether he wins the job or not. I think he'll find a way onto the field. Um, I can't imagine a scenario where he's – if they can save a redshirt year for him, they're going to try. But, I mean, this is the 19th-ranked quarterback in this class. He's a four star. There's no kid. need. There's no need to save a regular year for him. He needs to play right right away. I think they gotta find a way to get him on the field. Um yep. I don't know if you can start him over JT Daniels right away, but if JT Dan I, I think the leash will be short for JT Daniels. I truthfully do. As it should be. I, I think it will be. I, I think Nico Marshall will be pressing him for that starting job. This kid's good, man. He's a lefty. He's got he's he's got good mobility. I won't say it's great, but it's good. But man, he throws a good ball. He plays with confidence. He does. He's very confident. Um, but he he just he I I'm really impressed by how nice of a ball he throws. And like I get that that sounds weird to say. Um, but if you if you turn on his tape and you just watch him play a little bit, like he he just throws a nice ball. He, he's yeah. very accurate. Um, he's not afraid to push it down the field at all. Um, <laughs> He's got he's got a really good arm, um, and he's just he's an uber competitor, man. He just wants to win, and there's some really cool stuff on him. If if you don't know much about him, be sure and look into him. Um, he has that really cool comeback game against uh, Bishop Gorman, that is <laughs> yeah. that is awesome to watch. If you've never seen, I think um, he I think he I think he somehow gets on the field this year, because I look at J T Daniels and I I mentioned this one when he transferred. I told you. I don't know how big of a get he is because it's just something about someone that leaves multiple programs because yep. things didn't go their way. Mm-hmm. Like to me as a quarterback, you, you have to show that leadership. Like even yep. if you're not starting, I want to yep. see you grind it out and force, force a com- quarterback competition, force the coaches to be like, Hey, you know, he leads the team better or he's, you know, he, he has a, he gives us a shot to win. Yeah. And I just I'm not sure JT Daniels has it up mentally to do that. But I love I love this Nico guy. So hey. Yeah, you know, I when I think of a player who's who's doing exactly what you're talking about, it's Hudson Card. Yeah. Hudson Card's sticking around. He's gonna he's gonna battle it out down there in, in Austin. Yeah. Um second time and, that he's had to go through a quarterback competition and he hasn't right. left. So right. to me that shows character, that shows leadership. Like mm-hmm. as a player, if if I see a quarterback do that and not just run from every opportunity. Then I'm like, oh man, I'm 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 gonna play for him just as hard. I might even play harder yeah. for him when he's in the game, you know. Absolutely. But it's just things like that. And I look at Dante Steele, as you mentioned earlier. A lot of people are leaving the program, and he's sticking yeah. it out, putting yeah. his head down, grinding. Yeah. Um, that's a leader. That's somebody you want to play with. So. Oh yeah, and you better believe these NFL teams are looking at stuff like that. Yeah, big time. You know, I, I was thinking about this today. I was actually talking to my wife about it with JT Daniels. Like, no matter, I, I you know, he could light the world on fire this year. And I bet you every question going into the NFL draft would be, is he going to stick it out? Is he is he going to is he right. going to tough it out in the NFL if he doesn't win the job? Like, 
He's got injury history. Is he worth drafting? Like, there's going to be a lot of questions about JT Daniels, no matter what he does. Yeah. Uh, and I and I like you said, I think Nico Martial, he, he'll push him, and he may even, you know, if, if JT Daniels doesn't play well right away, this this conversation could change very quickly, very quickly for that quarterback spot. Um, sorry, quarterbacks. I get excited. I like talking about them. Um, then they bring in a corner four-star kid. Um, again, we're not we're not hitting on everybody in this class. We're just talking about a few guys that stood out to us. Um, the last guy I wrote down here, Jacoby Spells, uh, four-star corner from Fort Lauderdale. Um, I'll be honest. When I turned on his his tape, I wasn't blown away at first. It took me a little bit um, to really come around on him. But I well, I actually, all you saw was <laughs> receiver plays at the beginning. Yeah, it took a while for def- defensive corner plays, and I was like, man, what is going on? Then yeah, it, yeah, his tape was weird. I was like, dude, is I mean, you're a corner, like you're gonna play corner or what what is this? Um but then he gets into the corner stuff and even then, like right off the bat, I was like, I don't know, man. This dude looks like he keeps his eyes in the backfield constantly. Yeah. Um but then I could you could they started to run some stuff where it was a little bit uh, more black and white, like, you know, they're in zone, they're in man, you could tell from the alignment. Um and you kind of get to see he plays with his eyes when he's in zone. Um, but he's a lot better at, at doing it in zone. He plays really good man. In my opinion, he's, he's, I would say he's decent to good in man. Um, he does a good job of, of keeping his eyes disciplined and breaking on the ball. Um, but the thing that really stood out to me with him is he's just really physical. I mean, he wants to hit you in the mouth. Yeah. (laughs) This kid wants to, he wants to, he wants to hit you. He wants to hurt you. He wants to make you feel it every time you catch the ball. And that kind of stuff translates, um, you know, we, we played with some guys like that. Uh, shout out JP. Um, yeah. You know, he was one of those corners. Who he is. wanted to make you feel it if, if you caught the ball. You felt it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was on the receiving end of some of those things. So I know playing against a corner like that, it can, it can disrupt you a little bit. Um, yeah. And I think he'll be, I don't know if he'll play right away. I think he'll see some time on the field this fall. Um, just because of the holes they have in the secondary. Um, could he start right away? Potentially. I mean, if he, you know, if he falls out in, in the fall, he, he could easily see his way on. Um, you got a couple guys here. You got uh, written down. I'll, I'll let you oh, yeah. kind of chime uh, in. Kristan Stokes, he's a he's a linebacker. He's he's going to see the field. I mean, he's already on campus. He's He's moving around pretty good. He's on the second team for linebacker right now, and he's going to play the spear position for them. So I don't, I don't see too much of a problem for him seeing the field because the guy in front of him has to has to produce, quite frankly. And he didn't produce last year. He didn't. He didn't have an outstanding season. So for me, I think he can see the field right away. Uh, he's already on campus again, getting that protein and getting the right <laughs> getting right that protein <laughs> yeah they're, they're feeding these guys on campus man they give oh, yeah. them right protein right strength and conditioning programs these guys are hey they they're no longer in high school because those first few months when you're in college those are crucial oh yeah and your body changes so quickly and that's what a lot of people don't realize is mm-hmm. once you get onto college campus and you start working out and running right away your body changes quickly oh yeah and and so this guy's gonna he's gonna put on weight he's gonna put on muscle and i'm excited because i think he's gonna see the field right away but yeah you kind of talk about you know his 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 body changing right 
he was actually he he's recruited as an athlete um and he you know in some instances is listed as a safety um but he's gonna play the spear position for them which is like this hybrid type role yeah um, more more akin (laughs) to a linebacker Um, right linebacker and safety nickel type position yeah right and you and you look at kind of his some of his profile um one of the things they talk about um is his growth potential um he he's got a frame he's six foot 180 he's got a frame that can fill out and probably slide into a linebacker spot so it'll be cool to see kind of how he plays i think you're right i think he finds his way onto the field this fall yeah quickly yep and then you have uh also another guy mumu i'm butchering this i know but (laughs) (laughs) mumu wahad he's another safety freshman guy already on the second team too these guys are coming in these like you say they have they have opportunity to come in and play right away because the team was gutted and if you Mm -hmm. have talent and the big thing about it is that four two five defense it's not always about talent you have to be smart because it's a lot of zone and man coverage switching throughout the play for that for that type of defense and so yeah uh his his head mentally, it looks like it's there. I saw a little bit of film on film on him. His head is there, uh, but again, these these guys are gonna be able to see the field right away, and as long as they produce, they should be they should be fine. He also has one of the funnest names in this recruiting class. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. a heck of an athlete. Um, I think he'll fill out really good too. Oh my gosh, I'm watching some of his highlights um, on 24/7. Golly, he's a playmaker, yeah. man. He's, yeah. he's gonna be fun. I think. I think you're right. I think he has potential to play right away. Um, and again, has the coolest name in this recruiting class. And like you uh, said, so, you said key word is playmaker. There, yeah. they don't have a lot of playmakers. No, they do not. They do not have a lot of playmakers. Um, you know, and and what the, one of the things they said they still have six scholarships available. Um, so they're looking to add a linebacker and some secondary help still, even still. And we're going into the summer. Um, so it just kind of paints the picture for you, right? Like this roster is in shambles. Um, yeah. If you're a West Virginia fan, I'm sorry. I really am. Like this is it's not going to be a, a good season. This is a. It's going to be a. It, it could be one of two things. This could be a super super terrible year or a really surprising year. I don't think there's a middle a middle ground here, like where they're, you know, six and six and you're you're happy. Like it's right. either I think it's either like you're happy at four wins. Or you surprise everybody and you end up winning like seven games. Right. It's so weird. I, I like, ugh, man, they're a mess. Um, but you know, we like to name a few guys, and we've kind of mentioned some of them that can contribute early. Um, I think the gimme here is definitely JT Daniels. Um, I think he'll contribute right away. And then Lynn J. Dixon are the two gimmies I got written down um, defensively. Tyrick Austin Cave um, from Miami. He's coming over from the U. You expect him to be a baller. Um, and then Christian Stokes, the guy you just talked about. Um, tons of potential. He's, he's probably going to find his way onto the field, potentially as a starter in the later part of the season, depending on health um, of this roster. But, yeah, I mean, these, these are four guys, you know, we highlighted that we think can get on the field right away. I'd say honorable mentions, Jacoby Spells. I think Jacoby Spells could could play just because of the hole, and if they can't if they can't get guys on campus this summer, like if they can't get a couple guys to transfer in, I could easily see them 
um, using him right away and, and kind of putting his feet to the flames. Um, but so, the good thing, uh, you did mention the transfers that they did bring in, and they went to really good programs to get those guys. They so did. I think that's a positive. Uh, maybe they bring that culture from the, that program, those programs, yeah. and it it can it can be infectious. So you never know. It can, yeah. You you hope that some of what they bring over tr- carries. You know, you hope yeah. they carry some of that culture with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, this recruiting class, forty third ranked, um, not great, not bad, but there's some there is some talent in this recruiting class, and and I think you'll find. There's a lot of really good football players in this in, around the country. Um, it's hard to get the best ones to go everywhere, especially now with NIL. Um, <laughs> but I think they did a pretty good job of getting some some good players who can contribute uh, in this class. Um, so now we get to move into our favorite part of every overview episode. We're gonna do the schedule overview. We're gonna pick them here. We're gonna see how we do. Um, I got the tracker here so I can tell Donnell how wrong he was every week um, when the season starts. Um, and Donnell, since it's your birthday, I'm going to do the nice thing. I'm going to let you go first. So they open okay, the year okay. against Pittsburgh on the road, the backyard brawl, big rivalry game, uh, huge new roster for West Virginia, Pittsburgh filling some holes, losing Kenny Pickett, losing Jordan Addison. What do you got, man? Who's winning this one? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give that uh, game to West Virginia. There's so started much off confidence. Right. I started <laughs> off, they start the season off right with a W. <laughs> oh. Pittsburgh is a tricky team. What what do you think there, my man? I, yeah, I just don't know how to pick this. I, <sighs> I grew up in the ACC country. I'm, I'm going to say West Virginia loses that game. Um. I think Pittsburgh probably has a little bit more uh, buzz after Kenny Pickett went in the first round. I think they probably got some guys. You know what? I actually saw a Pittsburgh recruiting class, and they they did pretty good replacing those guys. And uh, I think they actually, I, th- I think they win too because I do also like their quarterback that's coming back for them. I watched him in the uh, bowl game because Pickett didn't play, and that guy he got a cannon too. So. I, they might. Hey, I got Pittsburgh one and zero against West you're, Virginia. You're flipping your pick. I'm so flipping my for, pick. For reference, West Virginia's recruiting class is 19 ranks higher. Yep. All but right. I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe in it. All right. So then they get. They're at home against Kansas. I got them winning this. Yeah, they they beat Kansas two. <laughs> then they get their another home game against Towson. Um, they should win that. I'm going to give them a win there. Yeah, they start the season off two and one. Then they get another in-state game. They got Virginia Tech. That one, I'm going to say Virginia Tech was pretty good last year. Uh, so with that being said, uh, same record. Virginia Tech. Uh, I'm going to go with West Virginia. I'm going to give them the win that one. That one. Ooh. I'm going to give them the win. I'm going to go with the Big Twelve. Uh, get the W that week. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. I'll um, give him that. Yeah, this game to me is one of the ones where I kind of start to just flip coins. Like I'm like, <laughs> I don't really know what they're going to do. Um, but if I look at kind of how it went last year, 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give West Virginia the win as well. They they beat Virginia Tech last year when Virginia Tech was ranked 15th in the country. Yep. I think they get it done. Yeah, All right, let them so start three and one. They're three and one. They've already won a, a conference game. So at this point, they're you know they're Feeling sitting atop the Big 12. Uh, then they get Texas. I got them losing to Texas. I think Texas is much improved. I think Texas is looking to right that wrong from last year. This will be a blowout. I think Texas so too. making I get, revenge. I think so too. I, I got West Virginia losing that one. Um, then they get Baylor. They're not beating Baylor. Another blowout. They're, yeah, they're not beating Baylor. Then this one's fun. We talked about Texas Tech last week. Then they're on the road to the Jones to play Texas Tech. By the way, Texas Tech fans, shout out. You guys are dope. Um, yeah, they play Texas Tech on the road. I got them losing that one too. I think Texas Tech could be better than expected. Yeah, I don't want to disappoint my uh, my Texas Tech fans that we got now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> right with Texas Tech and McGuire. I think I think they, they beat West Virginia. So yeah. that, that brings West Virginia to three and four. Yeah, they're three and four now, and this is yeah. this is where I think they pick up another win. They get TCU at home. Um, mm-hmm. I think that TCU coming all the way out there to play in Morgantown. It's a tough place to play. Um, I think these teams are in a very similar place, um, yep. but I just think West Virginia edges them out being that it's a home game. So you got the same. Four and four. Yes, sir. Four and four. And then they run this little bit of a gamut here for them. Um, this has been – you know, quite challenging. Sorry, I keep covering my mouth on accident. Um, quite challenging for them, but they've won some of these games here um, in the past. So then they get Iowa State in Ames. Um, they're on the road playing an Iowa State team that we don't really have a good idea of what they'll look like. Um, I think Iowa State beats them, though. Um, I just think at this point, attrition, Iowa State's roster is a little bit deeper. Yeah, and they beat they beat Iowa State last year, so mm-hmm. Iowa State probably wants to right that wrong. Yeah, again, like you say, mm-hmm. rosters are different. Four five. Yeah, I think I think Iowa State's got a little more depth um, than West Virginia right. does, and th- this point in the season, a little bit later in the year, you know, nine games in, it gets a little tough. I think I think Iowa State beats them, and then I don't. They play Oklahoma. Oklahoma comes up there. Um, Stop. They played Oklahoma close last year. Oklahoma struggled pretty bad against them. Um, but I don't think that happens this year. I think Oklahoma's a little bit better coached um, this upcoming fall, and I think Oklahoma takes care of business there. Same. Um, as you said, stomped. Um, yeah. Then they're at home <laughs> against Kansas State. I don't think they're beating Kansas State, man. Kansas State, yeah. Kansas State looks like they might be uh, a little good. bit better. They, they, Kansas State looks pretty good, I think. Yeah, and they lost to them last year by double digits, so I, I expect the same thing this upcoming season. Yep. West yep. Virginia roster got worse. Kansas State roster got better. <laughs> and then we got the final, the finale of the season for these guys. Um, oh man! Wow, I definitely messed up my typing. Um, they're on a three-game losing streak. On the road at Oklahoma State, they're going to Stilly. Uh, go Pokes. I got Oklahoma State taking care of business here. Yeah, me too. And they started off 3-1, and one and it was just so lovely because you're like, wow, West Virginia is going to get a bowl game. But <laughs> they don't. So it's kind of disappointing. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know how West Virginia fans are going to take this upcoming season. 
like you say, four wins is we even said that before the before we did the schedule and we we landed on four wins. So that's yeah. I said it. You know, I said it at the end of the episode last week. Come convince me that West Virginia can win more than four games, um, and I, and I'd like to hold that. If if you think in West Virginia can win more than four games next year, um, and when I say can win, any one of these games could go their way. Right. It's any it's any given weekend in football. It, it really is. Um, JT Daniels could have this team humming. Yeah, they could be really good. But what we have to go off of, it doesn't look that way. And so, to me, I think they win four games. They're four and eight. It's a disappointing season. Neil Brown probably looking at finding a new job next year. I see um, something. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be. They're gonna be. And it's the, not his fault. No, they. Or maybe it is. We don't really know what's going on yeah, up there. True. Um, true. But all that to say, four and eight. You know, at least they get four wins. Uh, they get a conference win against Kansas and TCU. <laughs> eee, man, um, I, I think this is a, a disappointing year for West Virginia fans. Um, they lose the backyard brawl. If, if you think they good. can win more than four, comment below. Let me know what you think because um, I'm open to suggestion. I just need to be convinced. Um, I could be way off the mark on this roster. Um, but if I'm honest, what I've researched, what I've seen on film, what I've seen on paper, kind of getting the pulse of, around the team and their local media, um, I don't think anybody's get, picking them to do a whole lot this fall. I think they made a good hire in Graham Harrell. Um, JT Daniels, like you said, this is his third program. Um, I, it's just it doesn't look – their secondary is depleted. It doesn't look like a recipe for success to me. Um, but who knows, man? Who knows? It's any given weekend in college football. Um, but uh, Donnell, you got any closing statements you wanna you wanna put together on your birthday or? Uh, no, I just want to thank everybody for the great birthday wishes, uh, including <laughs> Blaine, whose boomer sumer comment I'm gonna have to get to in a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but no, I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate my family, my friends, my girlfriend extremely. Uh, everything's been great, man. I can't I can't ask for anything better. But uh, West awesome. Virginia fans. Tough season coming up. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been through those kind of seasons. So I, I I understand where you're headed, but tough times don't last. So good luck to y'all in the future. <laughs> Donnell sound like he just won an award. Um, yeah. But no, happy birthday, man. <laughs> happy birthday, man. I'm, I'm happy you were willing to celebrate it here with me today when we talk about West Virginia. Um, but go out there, celebrate, have fun, be safe. Um and until next week, guys, we'll see you. We're going to be talking a little bit about the expansion of the Big 12. Um, we're done with overviews moving forward. Um, we're going to talk about the expansion, what that means for the Big 12, what that has the potential to look like. Um, and we're going to dive into some of the rumors around that expansion, too, that have been going on. So until next week, guys, uh, I'm Tyler. That's Donnell. We will see you. We are the Big 12 Takeover. Take care. See you all.